you're listening to the Hairstylist Rising podcast. Here, we talk about creating a career you love. We go deep into mindset, marketing, business, and life as a hairstylist. I'm your host, Jody Brown, a hairstylist veteran turned branding and marketing mentor for ambitious, inspired beauty pros like you. On this podcast, we share the real stories of leaders within the beauty industry and actionable trainings that leave you with the tools and guidance that will inspire you to build your best life as a hairstylist. From branding, business, and marketing to mindset, life, and finding fulfillment, no topic is off limits here. Get ready to be educated and inspired. This is the Hairstylist Rising Podcast. Hi, Piper. Welcome back to the Hairstylist Rising Podcast. I'm so, so thrilled to have you. Yay, thank you. Well, we are both total branding nerds, and you are the queen of branding, web design, and I just cannot wait to hear your thoughts today. So because it has been a little while, can you just tell my listeners a little bit about yourself, what you do, who you are, where you're from, and about your journey a little Yeah, totally. Well, again, thank you for having me back. This is fun. Well, my name is Piper. I am a brand mentor and web graphic and web designer. And I actually got my start in the beauty industry. You might be like, what's the beauty (laughs) side of this is I was a makeup artist. I had my freelance makeup business for several years, but I quickly realized what I loved the most was the branding and strategy side of my business. And then I found myself like helping a lot of my friends and peers that also had beauty businesses, either create websites or, you know, just figure out how to communicate more effectively through branding and design to their ideal clients. And so the business that I have today, I like to say that I help hairstylists and makeup artists style their business with client catching branding and web design. So It's what I get to do every single day, and I love it. I also work with a lot of amazing course creators within the beauty industry, launching their digital products. I love digital product creation. So yeah, it's like, I honestly feel like the business I have today is just this like perfect merger of all the things that I've done up until this time point in my life, and it just feels so aligned. So yeah. I love that. And, you know, I just want to add in here that one of, so when I first started the education and coaching business that I have now, one of my biggest insecurities was my website because I was like, I felt like it, it was so important. And so I actually used one of your templates, redid my website. And honestly, the amount of like inquiries, the amazing people I get to work with, it has been such a game changer in my business. And I get like all of my friends when they look at it, ask who I hired. So the fact that it was even one of your templates and it's that good goes to show how just talented and amazing you are. So I just want to give a shout out. If anyone is curious about Piper's work, check out my website. I'm obsessed with it. I've seen a lot of other websites that people have created using either your course or or websites you've created. And it is such a game changer in, I think, how you show up. Thank you. First off, thank you so much. Like, I'm like, I was like, can I record that snippet for my sales page? No, I'm kidding. But seriously, thank you. That makes me so happy. Like, that is the whole point in like my course that I have, the templates that I've designed. It's like, it's really from the user, understanding user experience is a big thing. It's not about just making something look pretty. 
it needs to convert at the same time. So the fact that your website is bringing you more clients means it's doing what it should be doing. And so thank you. I'm, I'm so glad that it's working that way for you. And it's just the best when you know that like, you've taken the time to craft something that's going to help them in their business. Absolutely. You know, so, yes, and, love you that. Know, I think it's so important too to have, because we're going to talk about like why visual branding is important and kind of how you can get started establishing your yeah. visual brand if you're, if you're nowhere near close. But I just want to say too, like it makes such a difference to have someone who understands the beauty industry because I believe that our industry is so unique. So, you know, just having like a lot of the corporate type of websites might be great for a law firm, but they're not necessarily going to be what's going to resound with your clients behind the chair or the people that you want to help if you're an educator in the beauty industry. So I think it's really special and really important to look for someone who understands our industry when you're looking for branding help or web design or any of those other services. But this is something that I was going to ask you later on, actually, but I feel like this is a perfect segue. So when we talk about branding, I guess I will take it back a little bit here. And I just want to kind of touch on in case anyone's listening and they're not really sure, because I think branding in our industry, it's something obviously I talk about a lot, but if this is someone's first time listening, for instance, can we just touch on the visual part of branding and why it's so important to have that cohesive brand? Yeah. Well, okay. So it's, it's like branding, you know, cause I, I, I know we both geek out on branding and stuff and it's like with branding, there is. I usually look at there's two sides and I know we're going to be diving into the visual side today. Whereas like some, there's the foundational brand messaging, right? And I know you're so good with talking about that, but once you've defined those things, then you can jump into the fun visual side. So I just want to preface that I always say you can't design unless you've done this pre-work prior, right? figuring out who you're looking to attract, all of those things. So, which I feel like we dove into in our first podcast episode a little bit more. So I'm like, I'm just going to shout that one out now and say, go listen to that one if you haven't. But okay. Okay, cool. But yeah, so the design side, I feel like is something that when people think branding, that's what they think of, right? They're like, they think of the fun, the visuals, the color, the palette, and all of that stuff. And so I I would say like one of the biggest things when it comes to your visuals is consistency. Mm. I I feel like a lot of times people will pick something and then they want to change their mind. And that's a hard one because I'm not saying you can't change your mind. I never want to tell people you can't do that, you know, but you have to understand from a customer's perspective, if you're constantly changing things up, they don't know. It's it's a confusing message, right? You know, think about some of the brands that may, I don't even know, like, let's just, I'm going to use Coca-Cola because they're a massive brand, right? I feel like they're global. Everyone knows who they are. But like, if you look at Coca-Cola over the years, their visuals, they've shifted and they've grown because that branding is an action. You're always going to be changing, right? But not, it's not this change of like, 
you don't see them in bright like pink or like, you know what I'm saying? Like there's that classic red that we've come to know about them, right? There is a certain like, even just like when you look at some of their ad campaigns in the in the photos, right? There's just this certain feeling that you get from looking at their visuals. And I think that that's a huge part of branding is that people don't even realize, but subconsciously our mind is wired to look at certain colors and think certain things about them. So it's the same way with your customer when they're looking at your brand visuals, what kind of emotion is it bringing up? Does it, does your color palette make them feel happy? Does it feel luxurious? Does it bring out maybe, is it serious? Maybe that's part of your brand messaging, you know? So yeah, I feel like I could go on and on about this. No, it's so true though. And one of the things that came up when you were describing it, I think that's absolutely perfect. And it's also like one of the words that popped up for me is trust, right? So when you're when you're being consistent yeah. and you're showing up, I think especially in our industry, it's yeah. almost a subconscious, like this person is reliable, right? This person, because you're consistent, yes. it makes you, it makes your clients feel like a, like you're legitimate, which I think like, side note, websites right. are a huge part of that, but you know, having, yeah. oh, totally. having those consistent visuals, it's like when someone goes from your Instagram page to your website, to booking an appointment, to walking into your salon if at yeah. any point yeah. they have a moment where they're yeah. like, oh, that's not what I was expecting. Like that can really, that can shift the narrative, right? right so right. if you can be, oh, yeah, like if you can be consistent with that, I think it's, it's huge for building trust. And I feel like if you think about it too, is being memorable. Like you're so right when your customers on that journey from Instagram to your website, to actually filling out that, you know, the client inquiry form to receiving an email back from you to stepping in your actual space is that customer journey consistent visually, right? You know, cause this is also the thing. Think about it. Like I've gone to, this is a perfect example is I've been on, oh my gosh, when was the last time I went on this website? It was for a restaurant. You know, I'm like checking out the website. I'm like, Ooh, this looks cool. This looks legit. And then when I showed up, the experience was different. It was like, it wasn't bad. The food was great. So, but just even inside, I was like, Whoa, they really like the website looked really good, but then in person, it didn't really match. Ooh. It was an inconsistent story, right? And so the same as in our industry, we're service-based, right? And so it, it was something I remembered. It was memorable, but not maybe in the not most positive sense, you know? I remember it, but I'm not sure if I want to remember it. Yeah, I think that's that's huge, right? Because you definitely want to know what you're walking into. And there's so many different... And yeah, I mean, I feel like we... I think about this on a com like I think about when this is happening to me and it's I still experience mm-hmm. it, right? Mm-hmm. Imagine your clients who aren't yeah. even thinking about it. They're not even considering like so they're just going to have that visceral like this is off. I do not like this, right? So if you're someone who yeah. who's oh, thinking yeah, yeah. about branding, we can recognize okay, this didn't match and I don't like that. Whereas if you're not even thinking about it, it's like, right, right, right. like, no, thank you. I do not want to come back here. So 
Yeah, yeah. No, it, it could definitely, you know, you just never know what will disrupt the customer totally. journey. Right. And so it's like, it, it becomes something could become that roadblock. And it's just, again, I think consistency is just huge. And yeah, building that trust, showing up as the professional that we know you are, you went totally. to school, right? You know, you own your business, yeah. you're badass. <laughs> By the way, I said badass yesterday on Instagram. Oh and my goodness, my really? So, yeah, hopefully you don't beat me out on this, but we are we are professionals, right? And anyone listening to this, you you are a business owner. You are worthy of having a beautiful, consistent brand and creating that consistent customer journey yeah. with your visuals, especially because we live in the best day and age to be able to do totally. all of that stuff. Like, you know, I think we talked about a little bit about this, you know, in our last chat, but Literally 10 years ago, you'd be paying thousands of dollars to have a designer try and do this. And, you know, we have such great tools like Canva and stuff like that to be able to have, you know, just beautiful branding, beautiful, consistent client visual experience. So, okay. I love that you mentioned Canva because I would love to get your opinion on when is the time to DIY your branding and I just want to disclaimer this by saying DIY with guidance, not like, not just like throw things at the wall. Like, you know, when is the time to kind of seek out education on creating a brand and when is the time to outsource it so that it's done by a professional designer like yourself? Right. That's great. Loaded (laughs) question. You know, so in... I I feel like with the clients that I've worked with, I've worked with clients who I can guide them a little bit and then they know exactly what they want. They have a very strong eye for design. Like I'm like, they've got this, you know, I just give them a little bit of guidance and they feel confident about it. And they're also excited about it. Right. Okay. And then I also have the clients who are like, they want to learn, right. They're like, I'm interested in learning this because I know we live in, it's important to know, don't just shy away from it as a business owner. But they're also like, but I don't want to do this. I do not want to do this. So let me just start with those two instances first. If you don't want to do it in your business, do not force yourself to do something that you are like, I don't, it's going to, you're going to pull your hair out at the end of the day. So it is not worth it. In that instance, I would honestly say hire it out and it would be with anything in your business. If you don't want to do the accounting and it makes you, I just hired like another accountant. So I was like, I'm so done with this. I want to, I need to know it a little bit, but I am not the person to own this and, and being able to be self-aware to recognize that. So if that is you, if you're like, I don't want to do it, hire it out. It will be, let me just tell you, it will be a worthy investment in your business. Like you will absolutely just at the end of whoever you hire, um, a designer, graphic designer, web designer, it will be such a worthy investment. Do your research, hire someone you trust, of course. Do not just hire the friend that says they can do it for you because I've seen that go really (laughs) bad. So if you're going to do it and hire it out, have someone that's really going to help you in your business. Now for the DIYers out there, those that want to learn, I mean, I always say like, again, it goes back to, I think, honestly, it goes back to your capacity. I've got students in my courses that they 
they kick butt. Like I said, I can guide them a little bit and they are so savvy. They Mm -hmm. enjoy. I think that's the biggest thing. They enjoy the design, the marketing side of their business. They enjoy creating Canva graphics. They have a strong sense of self and know exactly what they want their branding to be. If that is you, I don't think there's anything wrong with wanting to own that side of your business. And again, we have the tools to be able to do it. So I am like, even though I'm a a designer and like, I might say, you know, I feel like typically most people might be like, no, you should always hire someone. At the end of the day, we're all small businesses though, at the same time, like not unless you're some global brand, that's a whole different story. But Mm -hmm. if you own your salon suite, you are booth rental somewhere, even if you're commission and you want, you know, you own a little bit of your branding a little bit more, you just know how you want to market yourself. Own that. It is okay to DIY things. I feel like sometimes people, if you talk to professionals, like maybe other designers might be like, (laughs) DIY, (laughs) like, oh my God, they DIY'd it. No way. I love when my clients show me incredible work that I'm like, they did that. That looks amazing. Like I want to be able to cheer them on and support them because I, at one point would be considered, I had to figure it out in my business too. I had a DIY stuff. And even now there's times of things within my own business, I hold on to it or I outsource it. So I really think it goes back to, do you even want to own that side of your business? Because we're all wearing so many hats as a small business, right? So that would be my two cents on when to hire it out versus DIYing yourself. And then also like, I get it. It, It's an investment, right? So if you are financially strapped and you can't hire it out, that is okay. Do not beat yourself up or let anyone shame you on that. You know, we can all like, I just remember even when I was starting over in my design business, it is service-based as well, just as my makeup business was. And I remember starting over and there were certain things that I had to keep in-house as I was growing. And then here we are, maybe, you know, a couple of years later, I'm now ready and I can pay someone to do those things. So it's a journey, right? And so you might start off DIYing and then a year from now, you might be like, you know what? I'm ready to have someone come help me so I can focus full in on another aspect of my business that is going to help grow even more so. That's my little yeah. I love that though. And then, like you know, if you're ready, I think that's like. I guess, like, I have one clarifying question. Like, is there a time where, like, you would say to someone, like, no, this is too soon. Like, even if you hate it, this is too soon to outsource it. Like, you need to know this before you do it, kind of thing. Do you think there's anything you need to be? No, I would. I would never like if someone if they have that feeling, then they already shouldn't be trying to. They're just going to hold themselves Mm -hmm. back. I feel like, you know, if they have that feeling where they're just like, yeah, it's you know, it's never too soon. I've had clients hire me and they didn't do any. We we literally took it from ideation to the full product creation, you know, so they're killing it. And but they were in that place in their business where they were able to make that investment at the same time, too. So it's, it's just all about being self-aware, knowing what you want to let go in your business. Yeah. Are you ready to do that? Are you ready to make that investment? And if you're not, do not let anyone oh, shame you for that. Okay. <laughs> like we're all at certain places in our business and that's okay. And 
you know, make those goals. If it is a goal for you to be like, I can't wait to hire my dream graphic designer to make my dream website for me. Hell yeah. Work towards that goal and see that happen because you want it and you desire that. Not because someone told you. Absolutely. And I think it's one of those things that we're getting so much clearer on the fact that, you know, I think when it comes to investing in things like branding, for instance, it can be, I think initially before you're like, it's, it's harder to see like, okay, what's the ROI on this? And then I think the further along you get in your business and the more you see like things from the lens of the CEO of your business and not just the service provider, things like branding are worth the investment tenfold because having the foundation for your business is something that you can't replace. Like I think, you know, we talk a lot about marketing and even you and I talk a lot about marketing. And I think one of the things I just did an episode because people are like, well, what's the difference between branding and marketing? And I think branding needs to be like step one, because how are you going to market your business if you don't have a foundation to come from? Right, right. Oh, totally. Oh my gosh. I I have to, I can't remember off the top of my head. There was a really good visual that I loved about branding versus marketing, but like, yeah, you're so right. It's like, you can't market your business until you brand your business. You, you, your marketing would be inconsistent When you go to market, you will probably find yourself overwhelmed, not knowing what to say, what visuals to put out there, because you didn't take the time to brand yourself first. So it is, but the thing is they work hand in hand, they complement each other, right? And so, yeah, I always say you can't market until you've branded your business. I think, what's that phrase? It's marketing is like asking someone on a date and branding is the reason that they say yes. And I'm like, that's such a good way of putting it. Oftentimes when people are like, oh, like Instagram's not working for me or like this, you know, my, my marketing's not working and I can't get any new clients. Like often I'd say 99% of the time it goes back to like, go back to the drawing board and build the brand. Right. Yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. You know, and this is where I was saying when we first started off and we were talking about visuals, it's like, uh, you cannot get to that designing or even marketing until you've done that foundational yeah. work. So it's so important. It goes it goes so hand in hand together. And so it's something to think about. If someone's listening and they're like, my, I don't know. I actually don't know what my brand is or I keep changing my mind or my Instagram visuals, they're all over the place. One minute I like this, one minute I don't. You probably need to go back to the foundational just like, side of the strategy side, you know, getting your messaging right and being confident in knowing who you are, what you have to offer and who you're offering to. There's always, there's always hope. You just got to go back to the start. You know what I'm saying? And, and figure things out. And again, branding is an action. It's never a one and done thing. It's not like you're like, I branded myself. I'm done. It's continual, you know, it's going to continue. It's continuous through your marketing, through your Instagram, through your website, all of those yeah. customer touch points, you know, when someone's interacting with your brand and you're not there. It's you know, continual. and it's so funny, like just going back to big companies, when you were talking about Coca-Cola and I want to preface this by saying, I don't drink pop. 
I do not like pop at all. (laughs) I just want to say I love that you said that. I'm so Canadian over here. So I'm not – so the reason that I say that is I don't drink either of them. Like I'm not someone who purchases. So Mm -hmm. in my opinion, like as someone with very limited knowledge of of the subject, Pepsi and Coke could be the same thing for all I know. But what I do know Mm -hmm. is that the vibe and the feeling that I get from each of those brands is – miles apart. Like when I think of Coca-Cola, I actually think of like the Christmas bear, you know, like the little bear and like the cute little Christmas. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Their font is so classic. And like, I just, yeah, the red, it's super, super classic. Whereas Pepsi, I think of like, you know, Britney Spears commercials and stuff, neither is better or worse, but they're just so different for what is essentially and people might come yeah. at me for this, but in my opinion, what is essentially the same thing, right? So this is so I talk so I talk about this in uh, one of my classes because it's it's that idea around technically what yes. you're buying could be purchased mm-hmm. a lot of different places, but what sets it apart yeah. is the brand, right? The experience what the values what it stands for so you're sitting here saying they're both soda pop right they're both the same I would say in the same flavoring category you know it's not like we're saying coca-cola and sprite we're saying coca-cola and pepsi okay and so their branding is absolutely and there is a little bit there's a difference (laughs) in the taste but it's what sets them apart for yeah. sure is the brand, their messaging, what they stand for, the, you know, all of those things. So iconic, both brands, right? But it reminds me a little bit about my, like my story I tell in my, one of my classes about my, yeah. I call it my love mark. Any shout out to any of my students that know yeah. what I'm talking about with the love marks out there. They know I talk about this, but Needless to say, I was on a road trip with my friends. We were going to Starbucks. Starbucks is my ride or die, okay? And the Starbucks we went to was closed. Oh, this is pre-pandemic too. So I was like, why is Starbucks, <laughs> Starbucks closed, right? Works like, I know like there were a lot of local Starbucks. Yeah. They're like, we close at two. And I was like, wait a minute, I need my afternoon coffee. But this is pre-COVID time. Starbucks was closed. We wanted our coffee, right? Or we actually, it's not even that. We wanted yeah. our Starbucks, right? But- I talk about what was next to Starbucks was a gas station and gas station has coffee, right? Cause that is why we were going to Starbucks, right? It was technically, if you just get down to exactly what the item was, it right. was coffee, right? But we didn't, I wasn't going to settle for the start or the gas station coffee. I wanted my Starbucks and we literally drove 15 minutes out of our way to go get yeah. another coffee, right? Or to get a Starbucks because that's what we wanted. And and if you were to break that down, it's just like the branding, but m- most of all, the experience, right? The consistency yeah. in the product. I know the consistency I'm going to get. Most of the time, I know some people are like, uh, they hate on Starbucks. They don't really like their coffee, but you can't, you can't deny that you're going to get a consistent experience. You know, foundationally, they're teaching their staff to treat you and be kind a certain way. Even with like, I, do you guys have Chick-fil-A no. up in Canada? Do you know Chick-fil-A? Okay. It's yes. another fast My food chain. It's popular. Here in the States, but like, yeah, yeah. It's another one. People are like, what's the hype? And then people are like, I freaking love it. I love it personally. But they, there's something that they always say. It's like, every time you say thank you 
they their response is always my pleasure my pleasure it's like a thing people always like like they always say my pleasure so even then that consistency in the response in the kindness that you will receive you know so it's it's uh but could i go get a chicken sandwich elsewhere sure but it's not gonna be the same so it's it's sometimes it's like again and i talk about this is like your clients can get, I can get in air quotes, I say this, yep. a haircut or my mm-hmm. hair colored at a lot of different places, but I can't get you and the experience that you provide because you are unique and one of a kind. And so that's where really understanding and honing in on that is going to separate you, is going to help create trust, is going to help uh, you yeah. be memorable to your ideal client. And why they're going to say, I'm not going to go here. I'm going to continue to go here because it's trustworthy. It's consistent. I'm treated kindly. You know, all of those oh, things. I love so, that. And you know what? You're yeah. so right <laughs> about like the Starbucks thing. Because I live in Canada. I've been to Starbucks in the US. I've been to Starbucks in the he- in Heathrow in the London airport. And literally every single time your barista yeah. like talks to you, super friendly. It's a different experience. And One thing I wanted to add on that is not only will you be the choice, but if you have a consistent brand, like you're commanding higher prices. Oh, 100%. There's that. Why do you think we shell out five plus dollars? And that's, I think, something that's important to think about (laughs) because, you know, when you are playing the game of like either, you know, just building your business on like being the cheapest option or, the most convenient option, Mm. all it takes is someone having a better sale than you, opening a more convenient location because Mm. the connection's not there, right? So one of my favorite books, I know you've read this too, is The Brand Gap by Marty Neumeier. It's so good. And I think it's just, he keeps it so simple and just outlining that my favorite definition, he calls it a charismatic brand, but the the main thing with a charismatic brand is that you, you're a brand for which people think there is no replacement. So, right. There's no other choice, right? I, you're not, which is like somewhere. Right. Yeah. And And so if you want to move, because I think there's a lot of fear with change in the beauty industry. And if you focus on building your brand and building a charismatic brand, I know we're going off visuals a little bit, but you don't have to to be as nervous about if you need to increase your prices, if you decide to move into a suite, if you decide to, you know, like make any type of change. The thing is that you will have so much more. Like, what is the phrase? I love the phrase that you use. And I've heard you say it so many times. And I think it's from Love Marks. It's like loyalty. It's something. Loyalty yes. beyond okay. reason. Yeah. That's the, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I love that. How he says, create loyalty beyond reason. And I remember when I heard that, it was like, huh? Loyalty <laughs> beyond reason. But it's like, it is, yeah. It, it, the, the, the fact that we drove 15 yeah. minutes out of our route to go get Starbucks, yeah, totally. that's loyalty beyond reason. Like, wouldn't you just go get your coffee at the gas station? It would probably have been mm-hmm. $3 cheaper. <laughs> and we wouldn't have been late to wherever we were going. Loyalty totally. And it's, it's so funny because, like, I, I don't think I've told you this before, but on our road trip thing, me and my husband and my son go on a lot of road trips. And literally we can't just go to one place for coffee because I need to have Starbucks and he needs to have Tim Hortons. And we just, no matter how hard we try, (laughs) we can't meet in the middle. So it's just like, 
well, we'll go to both places. Right, so, right. and technically, yeah, <laughs> but we do it anyway. Right, right. Yeah, you'll, it, it'll be, it disrupts yeah. your patterns. It disrupts, it was, think about it, it's a disruptive thing, which is a good thing. I mean, like the marketing, the everything, obviously Starbucks yeah. is such a global brand too. But yeah, it's, I mean, that is the influence, right? Branding influences our actions, right? And it influences us to say, I want this and I'm going to yes. pay this for it because Absolutely. I want it. And it's communicated you know? its value. This yeah, has been such a great is. conversation. I feel like we could spend the next three hours geeking out on branding because it's so important. I but I think one message to, to take away from this, if you're listening right now, is that these branding isn't reserved for big companies. Yeah. No, 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 no. It, it you like, I always say you are worthy of creating a beautiful, cohesive, kick butt brand. You're worthy of that. Even as small businesses, we are worthy of that. And this is the time to do it. You've never lived in such a better time to be able to take ownership of that and feel confident in that. Have have someone create a course to help you figure it out. I love online education. I'm doing like, I love learning. Every year I kind of will have a theme. Oh, I want to master this this year. Or I want to get into this this year, those kinds of things. And if that's branding for you in 2022, like come talk to me. I want to support you in that journey because you're worthy. You're worthy. 100%. Well, thank you, Piper, so much for coming on the show. It's always just amazing to talk to you. And I feel like we have so many conversations about branding. It is good that we've recorded one. (laughs) Share the knowledge. (laughs) So where can my listeners go to find you, find out more about you? Yes. So come say hi on Instagram. My um, handle is at Piper D. Young. Please, I always say, like, just send me a DM. Say hi if you listen to this. I love hearing when people, you know, sit and listen. Whatever your biggest takeaway was, I love hearing those those little wins or takeaways for sure. And then I also have an online course called The Web Shop Lounge. And I help hairstylists, beauty pros, makeup artists DIY their branding with my framework inside of that. Um, and yeah, come say hi. That is like, like I said, if 2022, you're like, I'm ready to launch my website, whatever it is, Mm -hmm. redo my website, that would be the course to help you do that. And it's my favorite. I love all of my loungers. Such an amazing (laughs) course. And not only did I DIY my own website using your templates, but tons of my like students and friends have gone through your course and just the way that the websites look like you would literally never believe that there was templates. They were templates. So I'm actually going to link a couple examples in the show notes so that you guys can take a look at them because you're just so, so incredible and talented. So thank you again, Piper. And I'm sure this will be the last time that you're on the show. Thank you so much. And just, I love your community. Thank you so much for listening in to another episode of the Hairstylist Rising podcast. If you haven't already, make sure you like, subscribe, and leave us a review. Be sure to check out our show notes for all of the links mentioned in today's episode. And if you want to get in touch with me and let me know what you're thinking, what you'd like to see on the podcast, or just share your favorite episode, send me a DM over on Instagram, either at Hairstylist Rising or at It's Jody Brown. I am so excited to see you back here, same place, same time next week. And until then, I am Jody Brown. I am your host and I'm signing off now. So thank you so much for listening to this podcast and we'll see you next week.